So what's up, man? You had a long day. Yes, I did. What did you do? Oh, my goodness. I went to a uh, real estate investing seminar. Okay. Yeah, spent... Grant Cardone or not? No, no, no. Um, uh, you got to do the Rich Grant Dad, Cardone. Poor Dad. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Robert Kiyosaki? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's a three-day seminar, so today's Friday was the first day. Um, spent like, I don't know, I think it was like $700 for this. Wow. This three day. How was it? It was, it was a lot. I mean, started from 9 a.m., finished at like four. Wow. But the after was just a disaster. <laughs> it's funny. You get into those little rhythms of like just one thing happens and then another yeah. and then another. Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I, I think, uh, did you read Rich Dad Poor Dad? I did. Yeah? Yeah. Was that, was the, for me, that was the book that like changed how I looked at money completely like at first. Right. Uh, is that is that the same thing for you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I always, I just, I knew about investing and knew about investing in real estate and all See, that I stuff. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew about it, so I would kind of just, I just didn't look at it the way he did. Right, which is just like amazing, you know. Not, yeah. He he really teaches like not looking at it from from a scarce point of view. Right, right, and that's important. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that he told uh, says in the book that like stuck with me forever is that money is taught in the home. Like, you learn how to operate with money according to however you spend. Like, it's not taught in school. It's not taught anywhere. Only nowadays you can find, like, courses. But in general, your parents are teaching you how to use money. Right. So, like, if your parents are broke, there's a high chance that you're going to be broke, too. Which is which to me is, like, damn, explains everything, man. <laughs> no, it's true. And in that, what I really got more from that, instead of investing or money or real estate, the most important thing I got was, like, mentorship. Oh, wow. It's like mentors. There's no reason to reinvent the wheel. Right. So once I realized you need to invest in mentors, you need to invest in what you want, mm. that completely is the opposite of a scarcity mindset. Right. So once you invest like, okay, I want to do this, or I'm passionate about this, or I think I may have a lot of interest in this, you have to pay for it. Like you have nothing, right. nothing really worthwhile is going to be free for you. Mm. And once you leave that scarcity mindset and you can invest in say like a mentor that can teach you because there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. Right. You know, there's, there's a path that has already been paved. Yeah. It's almost, you're like, uh, you, you hadn't, you now have a reason to put money where you wouldn't have put money otherwise. So hey, this is an investment. This is in my future. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that. Yeah. hundred percent. What happened after? All right, so <laughs> it kind of goes right into the episode. First of all, I want yeah, I want to give the premise that you walked in here fuming. <laughs> yeah, so it goes right into the episode. So the title of this episode is "Fight for Your Purpose." Okay, and like this podcast, I believe is a thousand percent, you know, my purpose, right. and I, I believe it's the same for you. Um, the entire week, I was excited for this. <laughs> so all week, I'm like, all right, yes, we get to record episode two of our podcast. Like, I'm super excited. I'm yeah. energized by it. I, I just can't wait for it to happen. I use the vacation day from work. Oh, wow. And, I, you know, I just got promoted like a couple months ago. Yeah. But I still use a vacation day from work. I'm like, all right, I have to be there. <laughs> I have to do it. Um, and because I work four to midnight. So the the seminar didn't really matter. I could have still went to work. But I wanted to record this. Right. Super excited. But then the seminar is like, all right, after the seminar, I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. Mm. My friend doesn't have his car, so I have to, like, drive him home. Oh. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a little bit later than, than normal. Mm -hmm. Then I hit an hour and a half of traffic. <laughs> and it's like bumper. This was in the city? No, this was in, in um, Elizabeth. Oh, okay, okay. Right, so we're, you know, 
it should take me 15 minutes to get here. Right. And it, to, to give perspective, it should take me 15 minutes to get here from where I was. It took right. me an hour and a half of just like bumper to bumper traffic. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I was just completely like distraught. I was like, this, this is horrible. I'm going to go home. Right. I'm, I can't even record this podcast today. I'm going home. <laughs> and then what really got, what got me going is I said, you know what? I really wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And I know it's all I've been thinking about. Right. So am I going to let these outside elements really disrupt my entire week? Right. Because it's yeah, not just your I, day. I think that's one of the big separators between people who, who actually make it to their purpose and people that don't. It's like the ability to overcome obstacle after obstacle. It's like there's never not going to be an obstacle in your life. There's never going to be a whole year where like everything is just going great and nothing happens out of sorts. So I think it's just the people that learn to adapt to those and just kind of flow with it are the people that actually make it somewhere or that get to live out their purpose. Because it's, it's a luxury to be able to live in your purpose, right? It's a, it's a privilege. It's not something that everybody gets. So I think um, when you kind of have that external focus and you're like, damn, I, I could either let this affect me and not do what I want or I could just overcome this really quick and then take on a deeper purpose in my life. It, it changes everything. Uh, yeah, I agree 100%. Because... Even though it is a luxury, like doing things that are purposeful to you, it's something that everyone can have. Right. So it doesn't matter if you're broke, if you're poor, if you're male, female, you know, white, Hispanic, black, you know, anything. It doesn't matter because Mm. we could all chase our purpose, but we have to fight for that purpose. Reason being, when traffic hits Mm -hmm. and you're just now miserable or... If it's raining outside, this is like a big one that I, that I, I like to talk about. You know, when you wake up and it's 75 and sunny, everyone yeah. feels amazing. But if it's raining and there's thunder and there's lightning. That happened to me the other day. Like, it was a, a few days ago. It was, like, pouring. I was like, I don't want to do anything right now. That's right. Like, I, I don't even want to open my computer, which is bizarre, right? But the way the weather affects you is, is true. You have to kind of have some mental fortitude to, to overcome that. A hundred percent. And that's, like, the big thing with that is, you know... If it's raining and now you just want to lay in bed and watch Netflix and, you know, eat ice cream or order pizza. Order DoorDash. What's that? Exactly. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Like you want to do that, but it completely takes away from your purpose. And what you're doing is you're allowing the weather to dictate your mood. Mm. And once you allow the weather to dictate your mood, the weather to dictate your actions or any outside. Anything. Anything. Anything that's not you. Right. Or not like. So when you're not. If if you don't want to fight. If you don't fight for your purpose then you're not going to be energized to go through the bad weather, through yeah, the traffic. It, it almost takes being rooted in who you are and what you want out of life, right? Like having those roots kind of spread out and being strong in that. It's, it reminds me of this book that I read uh, called man, um, The Way of the Superior Man. Have you ever heard of it? No. So it's, it's really dope because it talks about masculine and feminine polarity, which isn't necessarily man and woman. It's just like the dynamics that we have in our, in our bodies. And um, it says that the masculine polarity is like an, like an oak tree, kind of solid in where it stands, and everything has to move around that. And that's like when you're, when you're operating, the way that the book uses, you're operating in your true man, um, masculine. It's everything around you is kind of bowing down to the fact that you are on this mission. You are on this purpose, and, anything, and nothing can distract you from it. And that's kind of what it reminds me of, like when you say yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. Well, if, so let me ask you, do you think... So to, to for the listeners to dive completely into this fight for your purpose, yeah, if, 
purpose is different for everyone, right? So pur- purpose is a subjective thing. Yeah. But if I had to ask you, well, I am going to ask you, what do you think, how do you know what your purpose is? I love that question. Yeah, man. like how do you know? It's such a, it's I've such been a obsessing on that question. question. Yeah, but yeah. How, how do you know what your purpose is? So this pastor told me, told me like a three-step thing once. It's not Pastor Chris that we both know. He was one of his good friends, though. This kid, Dennis. He's not a kid. He's a guy. And um, he said, the first thing you need to do is identify your gift. And then you have to identify who needs your gift. And then you have to find the bridge on how to merge your gift and give it to the people that need it. Wow. And that's it. That's amazing. Right? And then everything else will follow. If you're doing that well, money will follow. If you're doing that well, love will follow. If you're doing that well, healthiness and relationships, you know, will all follow. If you're just taking your gift and you're giving it to the right people. And that blew me away because he he said that maybe like four years ago to me. And it's just stuck in my head. And I've like, I've made videos about it. I've posted about it because it's just such a simple formula for what we have to do with life. What do you think? (laughs) <laughs> that just blew me away. I mean, I was trying, I thought I was going to kind of confuse you a little bit because that's such a major question. That right. People don't really understand how to answer. And that completely blew, you just like blew my mind with that one. I think that, so now, so answer this one then. If the listener is saying, okay, I know I have a gift. Mm-hmm. Say, they say they know what their gift is. Say, um, and they want to give it to people, mm-hmm. but money's an issue. And they're like, well, I have to work in a job that so I don't really give like. give me like a random specific. Okay, so let's say you love to, your passion is to take pictures. Mm. Like you're a photographer. You love art in motion, right? You, or you just love taking art of people living. Right. right. And that's like doing your photography thing. But it doesn't pay your bills, so you have to work your nine to five being an accountant. Right. So I, I think... A lot of people have like have that struggle, right? I think it comes to a couple of things. Like, first of all, self awareness, right? If it's your passion, is it really your gift? You know, because it doesn't necessarily mean one is the other. Like, I'm very passionate about music and guitar and singing. It's not my gift. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm okay with guitar, but compared to people that I've played with, like I'm leaps and bounds behind them. So I think like if you if you have something that you're passionate about and you dedicate like all this time into it and you're still not where you would want to be in order to make money, then maybe that's not really your gift. You just have to be kind of self-aware and, and like look at yourself from an outside perspective and be like, is this who I really am? And is it not? And then once that happens, then you can say, okay, now how can I make money on this? How can I give this to the people that need it? Cause a lot of people are like, Oh my, my big gift or my big passion is to like, I don't know, be a mathematician or something like, let's just say, but then who's going to receive that gift? If you don't know that, it's still not doing anything for you because now you're just pontificating up on a mountain and you're just like some mad scientist. That's a very good point. I, so I'm going to give you my, my perspective yeah. on it. And I love it. I think, that, I think that you're right. I think that, and I like to center everything around God. And I just believe that your passion and what drives you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the word, not passion, I'm going to use the word purpose, right? So your mm. purpose you may not look at, like right now, say the person that's working nine to five is an accountant. Mm-hmm. He doesn't believe that's his purpose, but he knows that's going to that's gonna pay the bills. Right. Say his purpose is doing, I, you know, I'll use this for example, podcasting. Say he's like, that's my purpose. Mm-hmm. I want to be a podcast. I want people to hear my voice, but I have to work nine to five. So I believe that God gives you your purpose and where you have to fight. 
I like that. I think I think that's totally true. Like even scripture says it. Uh, but I think he all the des- he'll give you the desires of your heart, right? And he, they wouldn't be desires of your heart if he didn't put them there. Exactly. So I and, think- and I so part of that is, you know, when I'm saying that, I mean you have yes, you have to work during the day, but it's then what are you doing with the hours that you have? Right. Like don't waste the hours that you have. Are you playing four hours on on PS4? Mm-hmm. Are you binging, watching binging, ne- binging on, on Netflix? Netflix? <laughs> are you binging on Netflix? <laughs> right. Like what are you doing with that? That could be time that you can dedicate towards your purpose. Right. And if your purpose is to serve other people, then you have that time to do it. If your purpose is, you think your purpose in life is to, like I, with the photographer, take pictures. Or your purpose in life is to get people healthy and to train them. Mm-hmm. You have these hours of the day that after traffic, after dealing with eight hours of stress, uh, if, if, you're stre- if your job's stressful, after dealing with maybe you know, you're, you're not feeling well or the illness or the financial struggle, or anything that involves fighting, I believe that you have to fight through that because because you're destined for serving your purpose. Right. And I also believe that your purpose coincides with what energizes you. And I think that... I've never heard a phrase that way, what energizes you. I think that's great. So, And and I'm not going to take credit for that. So that comes from Mel Robbins. Okay. And I heard her speak one time. And for the listeners, this is a very, for me a major point mm. it's that when you wake up what energizes you right she says that when you wake up if you don't do what energizes you for a living or if you don't do it in your daily activities then you'll hit the snooze button <laughs> and you won't get up wow so what stops you from hitting the snooze button what's really what gets you up in the morning and says okay i'm gonna wake up like, are you going to the gym because you want to look good on the beach? Or are you going to the gym because you know that you maybe have a family history mm. of high blood pressure? You're like, all right, I have to work out. I have to keep my body good. I have to There's some stay stuff healthy. about that that I want to ask you. Yeah, of course. But, but I want to ask you this question first that's just kind of like pertaining to this. Do you think purpose is permanent? Do you think like once you have one purpose, that's your purpose for your whole life? Or do you think it's like a seasonal thing? Hmm. I think I think that's a very deep question. I I think that your purpose can change as you're going through your purpose. It's mm. like as you're going through it, it can, it can change. But I believe your foundation will stay the same. I love that. So I believe in what you just said. Let's get let's get this clear. Purpose is not. Let's see how am I going to say this. So uh, the foundation of your purpose will never change in a sense. And I'll give it to you from me. Mm-hmm. What's my purpose? My purpose in almost everything I do, what energizes me, what makes me happy, what satisfies me, number one is serving other people. Mm. So that's my purpose. My purpose is going to be serving other people. I am a law enforcement officer, and I look at that by I'm protecting and serving other people. Mm. This podcast completely, for me, is my purpose because I want to serve other people. I want to serve the listeners. So no matter what direction I take, it's... the, it may change. Right. So law enforcement, podcasting, speaking on stage, doing whatever I'm going to do, but the foundation of serving right. other people will always stay the same. Right. It's always the same principle. Always. Words, yeah. Like for me, it's not necessarily serving other people, but it's it's creativity, right? I want to be creating things that people can, can enjoy. That's kind of like what I feel is just the depth in the depths of me. But I, I think that's such a great way to look at it because like I, I heard this analogy. I don't know if you know who Jeff... Jeff Bethke is? I don't. Know. So he put out this YouTube video like 
10, 15 years ago that got like the most likes in all of YouTube is called um, uh, Why I Love Jesus and Hate Religion. And uh, he, in his book, he talks about a purpose and the will of God. And he says that the will of God isn't like a, like an, uh, a bullseye on a, on a dartboard. It's more like a field filled with all of the, the gifts that God can offer, all of the things that are good in life. And we're, we can pick from any of those. You know, it's not necessarily like you're either in his will, you're on your purpose, or you're not. It's not like a, a tightrope walk. It's a field that you get to feast on. And I was like, yo, that's such a... That is deep. Yeah, and I mean, just coming from, like, where I did with, like, I've been in church now for, like, seven, eight years, and, like, that's, like, kind of the opposite of the first thing that you learn, which is God's will is this way, and it's, like, you have this very thin, you know, the narrow road and all that stuff, which still applies for salvation, but it's not, it's not about the will. It's not about fullness in life. Fullness in life is a field. It's not a dartboard. Oh. <laughs> Dropping bombs. Dropping bombs. <laughs> <laughs> value bombs all day value bombs <laughs> um yeah and i love that i mean and for the listeners so if you can try to relate to what we're saying for me it's serving other people right you know for you i mean for for people that i know they they immediately think money 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 right like i have a lot of good hearted people that i know that just think money 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 there are but there are very few people that I have ever encountered through research, through my personal life, that actually say that money fulfills them. Mm. Like, because once they get money, they want more money. Right. And once they get more money, they want more money. I mean, one million, ten million. I mean, right? It's just yeah. you. Oh, you kind of see this. It's like that's why I think I don't, it's like a statistic. I think over eighty percent of lottery winners go. Oh, bankrupt yeah, yeah, like yeah. after three to five years or right. something they go they go back to zero right and it's and, and, and I, so i truly believe money will make things easier mm-hmm. you know, it would give you the ability to do more things but it's a I've tool yeah i've never seen anyone that if their purpose in life their foundation was to make as much money as physically possible yeah. that they were ever happy yeah i don't i don't want to get too preachy or anything but like one of the things that I love about like the Bible mm-hmm. in general is like, well, Jesus in general is like, um, he speaks more about money than he does about heaven and hell. Mm. Like, it's crazy. If you count up all of the times that in scripture that he's talking about money, it far outweighs like anything, any other subject that he covers and makes you wonder why. And I think, I think it has a lot to do with like the, the human condition, like that we're just predisposed to kind of want and want and want. And because money's never going to fill that, it can't be our purpose. Mm-hmm. We have to have something that we're kind of grounded on in life. And then money will come if we do that well and if we execute on it well. You know, I think it has to be an afterthought. I mean, it doesn't mean you're, you're, you don't plan and you don't invest. and it doesn't mean any of that. I just think it's, it has to be secondary to what's really important in life. I agree. And that's why, so for me, I, like I say, serving others, for you it's creativity um, I, I believe that everyone has that. It's just now, for the, if they don't know, how do they know? Right. How do, how do I know what's my purpose? How do I know why God has me here? How do I know what I'm supposed to be doing when right now all I'm focused on is just making it through the day? Right. And I think that's a question that a lot of listeners go through. It's like coping versus thriving. A hundred percent. Like Right. Surviving or, th- or thriving. Right. How do, I, how do I thrive in my life past Working my regular job, sitting in traffic, going home, watching a couple of shows, and then going to sleep, and then just doing this over and over again. Yeah, I believe 
it's through a few things. I believe it's through prayer. And not to, like you said, preach, but I believe it's through prayer. If you want to find your purpose, I believe it's identifying what energizes you. Mm. And then what's the core values and the 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 underlining discipline mm. in the in the things that energize you. And then I I don't even think that this is I think that this is universal. I think that what serving other people or not serving other people, making other people happy, right? Or right. doing things for other people is the most selfless thing you can do. Absolutely. And and I and I think that that can go for almost everyone. I mean, if you're a sociopath, you don't really care about what other, but you're most likely you're not listening to our podcast. Right. So, I mean, I, I'm not really talking to them. That's true. So, to the listeners, if if I had to say, okay, my number one, my top two things to advise you on to mm. find your, your purpose, it's one, do something that's going to help other people, and two, do something that energizes you. And, I mean, I think that you broke it down as best as it can be broken down. Yeah. And I couldn't even set it better myself with what the the pastor told you, you know? Yeah. I think, I think those things are important. Like you, like you put the question up of if you don't have any idea, where do you even start? I think the, the simplest, most mundane thing that you could do to just kind of have at least one little stepping stone is just ask your friends. Mm. What, what, what do you think I'm good at? Like, what am I kind of better than mediocre at? You know, am I funny? Maybe I'm a comedian. Am I very strong or I'm really in good shape? Maybe I'll be a physical trainer. You know, like what is it? What's the one attribute that sticks out? Even if it's like, oh, you're really humble, uh, then maybe that's something that you can turn into a craft or turn into something. You know, I think that's just like bare minimum, something that you can do. Just look around to the people that you trust because you can't just be taking advice from anybody (laughs) to people that will be real with you and be like, what am I good at? And if it's nothing, then I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think that that's great asking a friend. And I think that I was going to say, you know, speak to the people that are closest to you and that you know actually care about you. Right. But also, what drives you that money can't... And what drives you when you know money can't pay you for it? Right. So... Like, if, what would you do if you were doing it for free? For free. Yeah. And I think that's extremely important because... And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay out a little a little map for people. Find something you're good at, make a make a career out of it, you know, make your money so you can pay your bills, so you can enjoy your life. Mm. Boom. That's one. Now you're working. Maybe that's not your purpose. Or maybe you have a further purpose. So I'll give an example for me. Working in law enforcement is my purpose. Mm-hmm. 100% working in law enforcement is my purpose. But now I can extend my purpose. Now how do I extend my purpose? Okay. I want to find something that immediately... It's not going to give me money. Right. Like, I'm not doing it for the money. And we can we can relate. I wanted to do social media marketing. And I did it. And I was doing it for a little while. And I made money from it. Right. And I made, you know, low five figures from it mm-hmm. within a year. And then I wanted to stop. Right. Because I didn't really care about it anymore. Because right. I was just chasing it because I saw a void. And I chased the money and where that void was. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I don't want to do this. And then, you know, for about a year... And a half, I was just struggling with trying to figure out what's my purpose, even though I had a purpose in law enforcement. But right. I wanted to extend that purpose. Right. I think that's sometimes the big problem is that, like, you know your purpose. Yeah. But you're like, is this it? Is this the end of the line? Right. Is this all I have to do? 
And like maybe something as simple as like maybe somebody just working retail or something. It's like, well, maybe fashion, you know, or maybe it's uh, something to do with giving close to homeless people like it can go in any direction and i think people just kind of overlook the obvious they don't look at what's right in front of them and they just kind of take that for granted it's like okay i don't want anything to do with this let me see what else is out there because like what does digital marketing have to do with law enforcement nothing nothing right mm -hmm. so what does this have to do with law you're helping people you're exactly. serving people you're giving people advice and you're protecting yeah. <laughs> well and, that, and that's it so i mean that's why i knew I mean, this is only episode two, and I know podcasting is a purpose of mine. Yeah. And I know that I'm deeply driven and energized by it because I didn't see any dollar signs in front of me. I said, Ainge, like, this is actually going to cost us money. Yeah. Like, and, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to cost us money. Ainge, like, let's do this. Let's let's get this going. People need to, I want people to hear us. I want people to know that they're not alone right. when they're struggling to find their purpose. They're not alone when they're struggling with a uh, mental um, illness or mental disability, I'm sorry, or they're not alone when they get into a severe accident. Right. That they're not alone, that there are people out there that are just like them, that are willing to help them, that are willing to help them cope and fight through their life. Right. None of that has anything to do with a financial gain. <laughs> you know, so I said, okay, before we even began this journey, I knew that this was something special. Right. So I believe that people, if if... Find out what you find out what let's give you like a little um a little time. A little, yeah. Find out what, what energizes you and then do it. And then if the energy dies out, okay. Find out something else that energizes you and then do it. And then see where it takes you. Right. And don't be scared to take risks. Don't be scared to invest money in yourself. Get educated in it more. Mm. You know, um pay mentors that have done it before you. To get the shortcut. Mm -hmm. like if somebody did it in 10 years, they can teach you how to do it in two years. Right. So do that. And and just like travel down these roads because there is no destination to purpose. Yeah. It is a lifelong journey to purpose. And like we mentioned before, your purpose will extend to the left. It'll extend to the right. It's going to move, but your foundation is going to stay the same. You know, be a good person. Be a, a giving person. Be someone that others enjoy being around. Right. And if you can do that, I think that doors will open up and you'll continue, you'll continuously walk through those doors and say, oh, I didn't like this one. Close it. Oh, got a, you know, a lesson from this one. But, and then, and then you'll find it. And then one day you'll just go, this is, I want to give this my everything. Right. But you have to go out there. You have to fight. You have to take these risks because if you're just sitting on your couch for five hours a day watching Netflix, nothing's going to come knocking at your door. <laughs> and I truly believe that. You know, people can say, oh, well, you know, Rob and Angel, they have a career, they're lucky, or somebody <laughs> else is lucky, or like lucky's the, the, the big term that gets right. thrown around. And it's like, well, yeah, luck exists, but I believe that preparation plus opportunity yeah. equals luck. Yeah, absolutely. Because the more you're prepared, when an opportunity comes your way, you'll be able to hit a home run. Or... The more opportunities you, you look for, the more are going to come your way. Like, right. no one's throwing opportunities at you when you're just sitting home. So right now, for instance, I was in traffic. You saw me. I walked through the door, and I was, like, <laughs> mad. Over it. Yeah, yeah over <laughs> Like, I don't even want to do this. But then, say I drive home, mm -hmm. and then we don't do this. I disappoint you two. I waste both of your time. Right. And now we don't reach listeners. 
now we can't help someone. And it's like this ripple effect that yeah. just goes down because of because I made a decision to take flight right. versus fight through whatever I was going through. And and, and look and look and you don't even know to the extent that that goes. Yeah, I think that's such a big uh, idea that people can't really grasp. Like when they're when they're kind of in a low place, right? The idea that you take you make one decision that affects multiple things in your life. Like rare, very rarely does a decision get made on your part that doesn't affect you in at least tenfold ways. Right. And so I think when when people are kind of struggling, they're depressed, they don't know what to do with their lives, they have no purpose. It's really easy to go. I might as well just do this then. I might as well just do this in, in pro, like not properly, not well. And they don't realize that that's just sinking them deeper and deeper. And it's like quicksand. But the uh, the way to get out of that is not to just have everything go right, is to be able to overcome and face each one of those things head on. Oh, yeah. Like if you're in traffic, so easy to just be like, screw this, I'm going home, pull a U-turn, smooth sailing, back the other way. But if you press on through that, there's always a reward. It's like no, nothing in life that's worth having comes without a cost. And I think that's like so overlooked in our generation because everything's so immediate with social media and everything. We need to be able to press past the, those really difficult things that are freaking horrible in life. And on the other side of that is where we find some sort of solace and peace. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. Because, you know, when you're saying that, as soon as you're speaking, I'm thinking, if I'm the person listening, right, mm. and I am going through a depression, or I have anxiety, or I just fear going out there, yeah, what do I do? And as you're speaking, I'm, I'm like a listener, and I'm like, you know what? Here's what you do. Right. Your purpose may not be to do all these crazy things. Your purpose at the moment may not be like, oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to reach people, and I'm going to help people, and I'm going to be this amazing person. Yeah, your purpose could just be to get out of the house. Yeah, and that and that to me reverts back to the what energizes you. So if you're at a place in your life where you're completely down and out and over the mountain seems like an impossible mission. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just like you're in the mud and that mountain just seems impossible. This is what I want you to do. I want you to continue the day like that. Like the rest of the day, whenever you listen to this, the rest of the day, be in your in your mind, like be in your stuff. Mm-hmm. If you want to have self pity? Do it. But before you go to bed, tell yourself: When I wake up tomorrow, it's a new beginning, right? So, yeah. and then when you wake up, I want you to take incremental steps mm-hmm. in just making your day better than it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't care what that is. If that's going outside and walking around, if that's calling a friend for lunch, if that's just getting coffee at your favorite coffee place, like, I don't care what it is, make sure that your day tomorrow is better than what your day was today. Right. And then when you go to, when you're going to go to sleep at night, I like to do this and, and I highly recommend it. You can do it on your phone or you can get a journal and write down a win because you won that day. And then the next day, you're going to do it again. You're going to do more things that energize you and you're slowly going to compile these wins because, and you are going to have bad days. You're going to have a days where it's a loss and I want you to write it down. Like I have a journal and I, at the end of the day, I put today was a win right? or today was a loss. Right. And I want you to take incremental steps in improving your life. Forget about a five year plan. Forget about a 15 year plan. Let's have a day plan. And I love, 
I love what Will Smith said that his father told him and his brother. They wanted to like build a wall. Mm-hmm. And his, his father wanted them to build a wall, right? And they go, that's impossible. We can't build this big monumental wall. And you can think of your life as building this wall or climbing this mountain, I like to think. Right. Well, don't worry about that. Like lay a brick as best as a brick could ever be laid because that's possible. Right. And after that one, you lay another brick. Right. As best as a brick can be laid. Mm. And then after that, another one. So I want to tell you, if you feel like you're in quicksand, if you feel like you're in mud, if you feel like you can't move on in life, if you feel like life has no purpose, if you feel like you're just, you just don't know why you're here and you're lacking in hope, then I want to tell you this. Take one step forward. Right. And then another step. Don't look at the mountaintop. Look at your feet. Yeah. Before you know it, you'll be running. You'll be running. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, you'll be standing at the top of the mountain, seeing the sun, feeling the breeze, knowing that, guess what? I'm not broken and everything's going to be all right. Totally agree, man. I think think people get so, I guess, scared of the first step. And they don't realize that that's not going to be the hardest one. The hardest one is going to be the 5,092nd mm-hmm. step, you know, right. and you, you got to press through that one. And I, I think that's such a great way to look at it, because if you worry about one day, like I'm going to I'm going to accomplish one big thing today, one big thing that's in my reach. And that's all I'm going to worry about. You know, I, it, it changes the way you look at life in general. Like one thing that I've I've kind of grown to start practicing more of is just writing lists you know, just being more organized. Like there's uh, people kind of overlook the, how great it can be to organize your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm a very, I'm, I'm a creative, which means I'm scattered. But in order for me to get anything done, I have to be very linear about what I want done. It has to be A, B, C. Like if, if there's a, a G thrown in there, I'm like, I, I can't do this. I'm <laughs> freaking quit, you know? <laughs> so in, in order for me to function, I need to do that. And I think some people just haven't figured out how they figure things out. And I think that's one of one of one of the biggest problems. It's like, okay, do I learn well through video or through listening or through doing? Like, where where do I learn? How do I learn? How do I figure out every day? And I think once people start figuring that out for themselves, then they can begin taking steps and they can begin doing, you know, incrementally more difficult things. You know, I'm, th- I'm yeah, I'm thinking on that. I like that. So let me ask you this. It's very interesting. If somebody has, all right, so what's the difference between somebody that's like maybe down and out and they can't, they can't even get up to go to their job, super depressed, maybe they got into a car accident. What's the difference between them and somebody that has everything but still feels like there's a void? How do you, how do you kind of, you know, juxtapose those two? That has everything in, in what sense? Like, let's say money. Okay. Money. Because some people will look at people with money and say, oh, you have no right to feel any kind of way. You're rich. Okay, so I think I think the answer for that, now what's the difference between the two and how do they... Yeah. Perspective. Hmm. And because you can be going through two completely... Two people can be going through the same thing hmm. and have a completely different outlook on it. Hmm. And... I believe that actually, you know what? And I don't want, I don't, yeah, I'll I don't tell do this, this often, but I am going to pull a quote that, that I have in my phone and it's actually, here it is. Oh, one second. 
while you're doing that, there's a quick story that I heard um, this lady say that in one of these conferences that I went to, I think it was in Austin, uh, she was talking to us about perspective, and she was saying um, she was on the phone with her husband or something. No, her and her husband were on the phone with somebody, a friend of theirs, and they had just ran the Spartan race. Mm-hmm. And she talked to the husband first, and the husband was like, oh, it was horrible. There was fire and mud everywhere. I couldn't, you know, I almost hurt my leg. And then the lady talked to the lady that I'm talking about, and it was like, oh, how was the Spartan race? And she was like, oh, it was so awesome. There was right. fire everywhere. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the exact same thing. It's right. just two opposite sides. Right, so I actually have a quote, and it's, the last of human freedom, that thing that cannot be taken away, is our ability to change our own perception about what's going on. Wow. Who's so, that? Um, I don't know. Okay. It's unknown. But I heard it from Aubrey Marcus. Okay. And I think he got it from someone else. But I love that. That's so So great. the person that is just completely down and out and doesn't want to go to work and trying to figure it out and the person that has everything mm-hmm. where like they have money, maybe they're in a relationship, they have a house, they have a job, but they have a void. They're going through the same problem. Mm-hmm. Both of them. I love that. And the same problem is perspective because the person that's down and out because say the person's down and out because say they lost their job and or they didn't get the job that they wanted and they're just hitting on everyone else that has the job and they're like, you know, I'm just, I don't make enough money. Hmm. And say they make $40,000 a year. I believe it's like 90% of the world Lives on less than three dollars a day. Yeah. <laughs> so perspective. Perspective. Right. You're still part. Uh, Americans. Poverty yeah. in America. Yeah. Us in America are, still, are the top one percent of the world. We're the top, <laughs> that's right. And we like to. And so here's the thing. People like to complain about the one percent. Right. The one percent gets everything. The wealthy gets everything. One percent. The one percent this. The one percent that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's open up perspective. In America, we may think the billionaire is the one percent. Right. But to the world. American poverty is the one percent. That's with our iPhones, you know. <laughs> Hundred right. So, yeah. and, so I and think on top that, of that, like just to add to that, the one percent of here in America, the one tenth of one percent is never the same people. It's right. always changing. Like people are going in and out of the one oh, percent yeah. multiple times a year. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's yeah. just a little. So I think that the the person. So I think that they're both suffering from the same thing, and it's pers- it's perspective or lack thereof, mm. and. I think that in, in order to change it, they still have to go through the same steps. Hmm. And the same steps are when you wake up, what energizes you? Hmm. And then whatever energizes you, attack it head on. I love and that. I believe that the people that... So if you're suffering, it doesn't matter what class you're in. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter what race you are. If you're suffering, everyone has to take the same steps. You have to follow something that energizes you. You have to... After that, I believe the people who are happier in life are the ones that when trauma hits... When the storm comes, they go through the storm. Hmm. They go through the trauma. They fight through it, and they don't run away. I love that. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care, you know, where you are in the world or where you are in your life. When something, the storm's coming, Hmm. and your ability to adapt and overcome is what's going to make you happier. I love that. So change your perspective to saying, I don't want to be better than my neighbor. I don't want to be better than my friend. I don't want to be better than anyone else. I want to be better than who I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, and then you can find what energizes you, and then you can just follow those paths, wherever that leads, I think that happiness is along that, that journey. Because that. when you embark on that journey, it's, it's, it, there's no destination. 
when you're embarking on that journey, you will find more things that make you happy and you will find things that don't make you happy. And then you say, wow, you know, I got to discard that and I'm going to pick up this. Love that. So let's start winding this down a little bit. Yeah. Um, so assuming people either tuned in halfway or they didn't get through the whole thing or maybe they skipped forward. What do you think people should be taking away as far as fighting for your purpose? How do you fight for your purpose? How do you find your purpose? What do you think like we, that we've unpacked here that they should be like leaving with? Yeah, I think that they should know that one, they're not alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like a common struggle right. struggle still between you and I, because we know what our foundation is, but still you kind of like, you want to do more. Or, right. So you're not alone is one, two. I love what you said. Talk to your friends. See what your loved ones and the people around you, what they say that you're good at, or what they think about you, mm-hmm. and and let them be honest and tell them you want them to be honest because you want to hear from people that know you best because sometimes you, you have your blinders on. Right. And I think that if you if you do that, you go, okay, eat a little bit of humble pie. You know what you're good at. You know what you're not good at. After that, you take it day by day, mm-hmm. and you constantly like you can't consume good content and be around good people and do good things for one or two days a week right right it's kind of like the church <laughs> yeah you can't just go to 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 church on sunday right get your daily your weekly dose of god <laughs> and say i'm ready to attack the week no it doesn't work that way the people that just go to church on sunday just to get their weekly dose of god struggle when wednesday comes mm-hmm. so i believe that it's the same principle where like i talk to god every day I have conversations with him every day. You know, he he's not all the way up there. He's sitting in the seat next to me in my car. So I believe that if you consistently go after what you love, go after what makes you happy, then that's fighting for your purpose because you're going to you're going to constantly do it no matter what's going on in your life and I believe the more and more you do it, the better you get at it. And, and surround yourself. So I think the the last bit of advice is surround yourself about surround yourself with people who are kind, genuine people who truly care about you, because negativity will ruin your path. Negativity is corrosive. Oh yeah, it yeah. will it will destroy you. Yeah, negativity. Um, just like being around people who. Pessimists. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. It just will really even even take you cynicism, off your path. even cynicism. all of it, yeah, yeah, all of it. Like I don't want to be surrounded by anyone that has hate, that gossips, that just does things that are completely taking me off my path. Right. So I know I'm kind of going. It's like you said before, the chaos, right? Being creative, there's kind of chaos, but we have to control the chaos. So controlling the chaos in life and in and in this, it's. Find what you love, do it every day, surround yourself with people who have done it, um, get incrementally better than what you were yesterday, never compare yourself to others, keep perspective in line, and know that you're learning. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. Yeah, it's cut a- yourself some slack. Of course, man, yeah. like, you're not alone. Yeah. So, you're learning, you're on this path, you're on this race of life, you're on this, or I say this, like, marathon of life, you know, don't don't be too hard on yourself. I love that. And reach out. And that's why we're here, right? Yeah. Reach out to us. Yeah. If if you have questions, reach out to us. If you have comments, reach out to us. If you know of stories, let us know. Yeah. And I'll just mention a couple of things and then you can, you know, 
Close I'd us out. I actually would love if mention what you're going to mention and then say the three things that pastor told you again. That's exactly that, what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's how I want you to close. Yeah. Because that was mind blowing. So it's three steps. First of all, find your gift or your talent. Find out who needs your gift or your talent and then build a bridge from one to the other and finding out how you can get them that gift the most frequently and the most efficiently. I love that. And that's episode that, yeah, two, that's guys. It. That's <laughs> it. Thank everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Please comment. You know, um, let us know what you thought. Let us know what's going on in your life. And we you know we really love to hear from you. That's going to be the most gratifying thing in this whole podcast is just hearing you, hearing your voice. Yeah, big time. Angel, I love you, my man. Love you, brother.